Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Common Sense, and tonight we'll be tackling the home building process and also diving into the real estate industry. And with me tonight, I have three distinguished young men, and they'll be the ones that will basically be carrying the show tonight and. Uh, giving us the answers to some of the questions that we may have. I would like to thank uh, my sponsors, Lucasaid, Eminem uh, Stockage, Washington Capital, for uh, providing me with the platform to educate the Guyanese public. I want to encourage you guys right now to share the live stream with your friends and with your family. Uh, this is one of our most important topics. You know that uh, investing in a home is probably the largest investment that most of us will ever make in our lives and that requires us to have an extensive knowledge to ensure that this investment is a wise one and we don't make a major mess of, of the millions of dollars that we will invest in a home. So uh, encourage your friends and families to hop on in the live and tonight with me we have uh, Mr. Stefan John, Mr. Cohen Gittins, and Mr. Christoph Enzo, and they'll be taking us through the program this evening. So, to begin our conversation, we just going to hear a bit about the guests and what they do, and I'm going to start with Mr. Mr. John. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself and, and what you do? Uh, wow, real estate aspect, I'm going to assume. So uh, we run the Keller Williams franchise in Guyana. We are real estate agents, brokers in Guyana, facilitating the connection of someone with a, from a buyer to a seller to, to, to fill that gap to ensure that someone can have a home, commercial property, office, etc. Um, yeah. how, how did you get into this? Real estate. Wow. Started doing real estate eight, nine years ago. My maths is correct. Uh, we, it was, it was true desperation, actually. It was true a lot of other business ventures, failure. And my uncle, um, who was in the industry of building and selling, was like, hey, man, try some real estate. He took me to, he actually facilitated my first sale which we sold, a, I sold a house in Queenstown, just the house, not the land, <laughs> uh, where the person was tearing it down to go and um, build something else, just take the wood of it. It was um, 36000 dollars <laughs> my first um, sale facilitated. And, and from then, we just built on it, realizing what Ghana lacked and trying to provide services for it. Um, we built our website and we started representing some companies and individuals and internationals and started linking with um, foreign governments to facilitate movement of acquisition of property in Guyana. Um, but our main goal wasn't always, wasn't always is to assist the Guyanese with finding that, that home, that place to call home. 
and I recently saw on social media that you're the, um, the managing director for the new firm that is coming to Guyana. Oh, Williams, Guyana. Can you tell us a bit of how, how that connection came? So, um, real estate in the whole, as I said, we were trying to, we always try to do what others were doing and, and our efforts started regionally, locally, then regionally, and we started reaching out to internationals and um, it was actually quite funny. So we had a website and we got a call from JLL saying, hey, we have these clients come to Ghana. Can you represent them for us? Um, we need X amount of experience. This was our second year of real estate. I was like, yeah, man, we're doing this for years. <laughs> we can handle anything that that that, that um, client happened to be Exxon and we um, facilitated them in their office and homes in Ghana. And since then, we've been working with internationals. And last, around December of last year, Keller Williams reached out to us, said they're looking to get into the market. We were recommended by X, Y, and Z companies. And we started the negotiation of the franchise um, to our terms. And we signed in February. And we're launching uh, about the third week of May. Pretty impressive stuff. Now. Cohen, I know that you're an art architect. Artificial designer. Could you tell us a bit about your journey in that in that field? Well, mine is, is as straightforward as it can be. You study in, in architecture and then you, you would have to, um, well, for my, my business is architecture house plan, in which we design and, and create house plans and, and building designs, building renders might be for landscaping purpose, might be for any, anything that has to do with, with building. We facilitate the, the, those projects. And I, I started my own um, my own company in 2017, right, in which we, we do um, commercial buildings, residential buildings, um, factories, you know, restaurants, whatever it is, all right? But um, my, my vision was to provide the the best designs right in across a, a wide spectrum or a, a wide um a vast majority of our diverse um areas in which it doesn't only focus on on houses but it can focus on on other on other areas as well right and um it, it started as, as just to provide affordable designs that would still look good right that that, that can still impress people because in, in, in the, the architecture market, in, in most times, you, you'll find that if you want to get a, a good design, sometimes you have to, to spend a large amount of money, right? And, and even though my designs would are, I, I don't want to brag in, in, at, at your show, but even though my designs, I would say that they, they are top tier, right? <laughs> they still, they still, you call it as it is. <laughs> but they still are, are, but they still don't break the pocket. All right, because I, I try my best to work with the client, all right, as, as they come in, they, they might have their own budget. Because if everybody has in their mind how much they think a house plan should cost, all right? So I, based on their budget, I can be able to provide a plan within that budget. Because it, it doesn't make sense you design something, all right? And then after the, the design process has, has ended, you can't go and build because you can't afford to build. Right, so I, I think that that's where I, I, I specialize in because I, I got to sell my product, yes, but I still got to ensure that after you, you leave my office, you 
can use the services that, that I would have provided. Excellent stuff. Now, uh, our final guest, Mr. Mr. Enzo, is a serial entrepreneur, I would consider, different ventures. Can you share a bit about your entrepreneurial um, journey thus far? All right, so firstly, I don't just generally like business. <laughs> I mean, I need to put that out there because everyone thinks that I'm this really amazing businessman. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not saying that to don't downplay myself in any way. Why I'm saying that is that uh, my main focus into business in general was to protect myself. All right. So I am currently ventured into many different aspects of business. My love for real estate began when I purchased my first home. And I can give you a perfect example of why I went into the whole aspect of it. And I went as far as the point whereby of doing the physical construction myself. All right. So when I bought my first home, I would have gotten it on a foreclosure from Scotiabank. And um, they would have sold me this property that they're calling so much money for. When I got inside, it's a complete got through. However, I went ahead and I said, listen, the location matters to me. Everyone is like, how can you assume that this area is going to grow? So the location in question we're talking about is Atlanticville. Now in that area, we're gonna currently have maybe five hotels. You're getting the new GRA building, you have Caricom. But you see, the thing is, education on real estate is a very, very big issue in Ghana. And we're not necessarily looking at everything that is important in those areas to actually drive the price up. You also now just had a new hospital there. You there's the airport is now considered an international airport. So all of these little things would have added more and more value to that property that everyone thought was nothing then. Now, since this topic is based on real estate, everything you should consider when purchasing a property should not just be what you see there. It's it's something as simple as okay, if you have a kid. They can just ride around the neighborhood without being, you know, touched or is it secluded or some people generally don't even like peace. <laughs> some persons would rather live in a neighborhood that somebody wakes up in the morning and play gospel. They might not want to play the gospel, but it just feels good to be home when you wake up and this person is playing gospel. So back to what I was saying, the construction of it, these guys were doing a ceiling for me because you remember I had to do an entire gut. So when they were doing it, they didn't have a, what you call a drill. So he said, listen, we don't screw anything. We only use nails. I said, but if somebody has to go into the ceiling to do anything, the ceiling is going to fall. So what I did, there was various back and forth between me and the contractor. And I said, listen, you leave. And I became the contractor without any experience, anything. My main, main resource of education in real estate came from YouTube. I know nothing about real estate. YouTube University. Right? I am a graduate of <laughs> YouTube University. <laughs> right? I don't know anything about that. However, the passion and the determination to own my own home and have it to the standard that I would require, also having it to the price I may be able to afford. Because at that time, there's a stigma in Guyana whereby if you want fancy, it means 
expensive. Yeah. That's not necessarily the truth. I think there's a lot of new initiatives of pushing what you call DUI workers. And I, I would advise anyone, if you have the shell and you want to learn how to do sheetra, go on YouTube. If you think to yourself that the person, the contract is charging you too much to put on a door lock and you have 15 locks, it's cheaper to buy a drill. Go on YouTube and figure out how to put on that door lock. At the end of the day, those tools are still yours. And since you're your own homer, having tools is no problem. Right? And if you do have a kid at some point, when it's a boy or girl, imagine showing them skills in that aspect. I think more and more, like, real estate is like riding a bicycle. It's something that we, we, we strive to have at a very, 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 very early stage. Like owning your own home is like one of your number one goals. Just like owning your own bicycle when you were a kid. You know, so imagine having to teach those principles, not just only to own your own home, but to be able to repair it, to take care of it. Because a home is only a home if you're in it and you're taking care of it. Very important points um, Enzo already brought out in the conversation. But before we... um reach to the end, I want to start from the very uh, basic, in terms of the process of acquiring a land. Now, in Guyana, as far as I know, uh, there are three options you have. You go through the Central Housing and Planning Authority, uh, go through a private purchase, or you can go through the judicial process and buy uh, land from the uh, the court, I believe, or whatever it is. But I'm going to have a, a marshal on the program, uh, if not next week, the following week, to talk about that process. But for now, we're going to focus on the CHPA private purchase. Uh, what are some important considerations that person should uh, take into mind when they're, they're going to purchase that piece of land? Location? Um, well... I don't think you have a choice when going through um, central <laughs> housing. No, there, 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 are, some, yeah. there are some options, though. Yeah? Yeah, there are some options. Yeah. There are some options. In my world, I um, I always encourage persons, if they're looking for a land or a property to buy, to hire a real estate agent. You call a real estate agent and say, sir or ma'am, I'm looking for a property to buy you. You pay nothing. Right? They do the work for you, and there's no harm in getting a professional to do that for you. We know we're floods. We know we're good. We know we're bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is, I, I, I call it foolish of someone to just pick up and be like, hey, I see this property papers. <laughs> I go down there, check it out. I want it. Um, we negotiate for you. We, we know the comps of the area. We have the resources to get what was sold a mile to the left, a mile to the right, the price points. So we know what you can offer, and you're paying that, we are losing. Um, but true central housing, um, I think the process is you start the application, help me if I'm wrong. Um, you submit said application, um, you do an interview, and then you, you, <laughs> you sit quietly in your corner, you wait. <laughs> there are a few ways that I think that. Um, you can get it a little bit more simple okay. owning uh, own your own home through Central. 
Um, there's a new program I think they have. It's called Young Professionals, mm-hmm. which I think they build. I think that's the fastest mm-hmm. process at that institution. All right. So Apart. Yeah? Sorry. Yes. And also, if you are a young professional coming from the U.S., let's say you would have went away and you went to college and you come back and you're basically remigrating, that's another very fast aspect that you can utilize at the central um, housing authority. However, just to add to what Stefan had said, I do understand how important it is for a professional because I'll be very honest, my first experience with real estate has has been very bad. Because most real estate agents, they don't help the customers as much as they should, right? And like he just said, get a professional. Because I had a saying that my grandmother used to say when we were growing up, house is not going to kill me. This house thing and this land thing has always been a very touchy, touchy, touchy topic among families and members and everybody. It's, it's, It's never really... A simple thing. So obviously, yes, I think the age that is required by Central is 21 years old. Yeah, Even 20. if you can't afford it, at the time, I would always advise, just go and apply. Yeah. So hopefully, at least you know, by the back of your mind, listen, this is my goal, which is literally everyone's goal to own their own home. The application is already there, and all I have to do is wait if you don't want to go the private way. But if you also want to go the private way, I would also say do a bucket list. Mm. A big part of uh, clients in Ghana, they don't always know what they want. And it makes it very hard for listening, Absolutely. which I'm sure Stefan can contest it. <laughs> right? They, don't, they, they just call you and tell you, listen, I have 50 million dollars to spend. Find me a place. You know, everything has filters. So if I can filter through the information that I need, that you need, then I can be able to help you in a better manner. So if you have that list, it can be simple things. Listen, like I was talking about the gospel. Some people like to know that it's a gated community, that there's not just a security at the front of their gate, but there's one for the general area. You know, everyone has their own preference, which is perfect. However, before you go into the planning stage, just know what you want. Make a list. The best part of a plan is starting a list. And there's no better memory than pen and paper. Just write down <laughs> whatever it is that you, you want, want to do. The rooms, your location, how even far with, with Mr. Cohen here, like when I started doing plans, I used to do just like what he said. If I went somewhere and I saw that a room made sense, at one time I used to go all the country to tape measure. <laughs> because you remember, I didn't went to school to learn it. So the only thing that can help me is experiences. Mm. I used to literally go to the country with a tape measure to measure a bathroom to see why is this bathroom working? Why I couldn't figure it out? And then I would just put together with Google, what is the minimum for this room? What's the smallest a living room can be? And then put the square foot and say, okay, I got 600 square foot to play with to make a house. What can I get out of that? Then I can put a 10 by 10 room. I can put a four by seven. Uh, bathroom, living, and that's how you would have come together. Now, like I said, even if you come to Koan, you come to Stefan, if you have these little things jot down, you would have your heart's desire. 
Yeah, Big, it makes sense. Right? Because, listen, you already given them what you want. All they need to do is make it look presentable. And I'm sure by now, Koan is doing 3D designs. Because that gives you an even better visual representation of what your end product is going to be. Like, I mean, down to the colors of the wall you can pick. It's that, we're, we're at that place. So hiring a professional is very important. But like I said, if you are a very young person, you're not even of age yet, and that is one of your goals, put in the application. It's a good point he brought forward. And, and, and to come back to what he said and, and what um, Stefan was saying, right? If, if you're looking to, uh, to, to apply for a land or even if you're looking to port from a private developer, right? The real estate is important. And but it's also necessary for you to know exactly what you want, right? Some and it's it, it, same thing as I said before, right? Some person they, they don't know what they want, <laughs> right? But they know what they don't want. You understand? Yeah, yeah. And then when you, if 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 you have in your mind, listen, I want five rooms, right? You can't go and get a land that's thirty by forty, a small piece of land. Right. You understand? You have to be practical when you're thinking. When you're planning, which is why it's important to also have your list. Listen, I want five rooms. I want seven bathrooms. I want parking space. I want this. I want that. When you you have this list, you have this checklist or this bucket list, you can then approach a real estate agent or approach a designer or a contractor because you know what you want. So so based on, on, on your description or on your list, right, you can then be able to, to make a purchase on a land. You can then be able to... to to, to make parts and materials to, to know what design to have. So it's it's important to have a checklist as well. And it's important to also have professional help when you're going about your design process as well. Absolutely. Stefan, I've, I've heard of instances whereby um, persons may go through private, uh, private purchase. And at the end of the entire arrangement, they lose because they may not have protected themselves legally. Um, there's issue with the transfer of the land from said person to the next. Could you, because a lot of persons that are watching are young people, probably now at university, even now coming out of school. On a very basic level, what are, how can they protect themselves if they're, they're going private? <laughs> we we go out of our way to protect our clients yeah we you never want a situation where a client that you assisted in finding a home has a bad experience because that's your that's your next recommendation right there it's bad for a petition yeah so we make connections with legal we have a good lawyer we recommend banks that we could recommend we have a list of the interest rates we can walk them through what they will pay if they go this route or they'll pay if they go that route taxes we have accountants that we recommend that we have worked with in the past and that we're willing to put our head in a block for that will not misrepresent the client um and that's well to be honest that's all we can do to assist in in protecting the client has there been bad experiences of absolutely you know, people are people at the end of the day, um, but you do everything in your, your power to ensure that the client is protected, especially when buying a home, man, or, or acquiring a land. You, 
that's your dream. You, you, you get excited. You go, you go to court and say, yeah, I, this is what I want. I want this color. I want that. I sure Coenus got about forty different changes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want the experience to be bad. That's that's, that's a kill joy, yeah. Basically, from what you just said, because I don't want to assume that everybody knows what exactly uh, real estate agents do, mm-hmm. but you guys handle all of the legal, financial, uh, accounting aspects of purchasing a home. No, we. We recommend. recommend. So, for example, when um my friend Enzo here on the show done, he can call me and say, I'm buying three houses. Uh-huh. I can, uh, <laughs> I'll do my best to produce a list. So I will say, um, I will ask him the specifics. Was your budget, your preferred location, etc. I create a spreadsheet, a list. I present it to him, he makes a choice. From then, let's say he found the land, found the house, and he's, he's ready to move forward. I can say, we can handle your contract through X law firm. Your accounting, I recommend X. Your bank, I recommend, well, these are the three banks, these are four banks, this is what they're offering. You make a choice, these are the requirements for the bank. For you to get the loan, this is your down payment. And we handle the negotiation for them. The line is $50 million, his budget is 40. We do our best to get to or below his budget to move forward. and he is then free to make those decisions. We're not gonna make the decisions for him. He has the, the list of options of the legal, accounting, banking to use, but if he uses our recommendation, I, I'm sure he'll be protected. So here this, right? I would like to really touch on this particular issue here because um, it's something that even today, right now somebody getting a up as we speak it with land. Ooh. Right now, I ain't even gonna judge it. Right now, it's happening. No, my point is, and what I'm about to talk about here, Facebook. Right, it's a very touchy, touchy aspect of real estate. Now, I would like to advise anyone. It doesn't matter if you are a professional or non-professional. If you're going to approach Facebook, right, one. Do not even give a thousand kind of dollars for information. Information should always be free, right? At no time. If you're a woman also, don't go meet anybody unless you're accompanied by someone. Because the thing is, there's so much little things that are happening right now, we can't even put a proper handle on it, right? Secondly, if somebody does want to sell you something, I would always advise, ask them for that title mm-hmm. or that uh, of proof of ownership, whether it's um, transport, title. transport title, then they have some people mm-hmm. are selling lands that they can't sell, which they will give you a vocable power of attorney for. Whatever you do, again, this information is free. Ask them for a copy. You go to the registrar and ask them to certify that said copy what that does the the marshals there will then go look for that particular original document and certify and verify that yes harry paul owns the property at 11 so 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 there's the first step Mm -hmm. once you are secured and you know that listen yes the person who's selling me this land don't let nobody tell you, oh, my cousin, yes, if you're going to come next week, give me 300000 and then when you come, 
They've given a million. No. <laughs> Unless they name not on any of those documents, that's not the person you need to be dealing with. If you don't feel comfortable again, you hire a professional service to investigate further. Again, not even a thousand Ghana dollars should be given. I mean, if you want to buy them lunch, buy them lunch. <laughs> you understand? At least both of you are going to enjoy that. Because if you just give a thousand off information, then I don't, I don't think anywhere in the world, in the real estate aspect, you need to pay for information. So I really just want to really touch on that, that do not give any money until you see documents and you, it's not going to, I mean, we are scared of the process in Ghana because everything is somewhat timely, but the money you're going to lose because you didn't have patience, mm -hmm. it's not going to be worth it. The court also, I think they might uh, request a fee, a search fee. I am not sure about it, yeah. but if there is one, it still is not going to be as substantial as the amount that you will lose should you want to go on the back door. Yep. You understand? Real estate should not have a back door. Because that is where you're going to find yourself in situations that you are crying, literally. You know, real, uh, real estate owning your own home has been such an important conversation in homes. It's like having a proper education. That's how important it is. Because after school, your next thing is to own your own family, own your own home, and have a life of your own. So, you know, honestly, I wish if just like how we're having this conversation here, we can do talks in school. Because mind you, I, have, I had no idea about even the first step of owning my own home after coming out of school. Because where, which subject in school... <laughs> has the education on starting your life. But they don't teach important things in school. They don't teach important things in school. zero. There's not one. There's not one. Yeah. So even if there's basic lectures, if it does not, if it can't be a subject, you know, I'm sure that Mr. Matthew can organize something. I will put Mr. Stefan in front of a podium every week. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? But at the, at the end of the day, we're all young black people here, and we want that when we go into these schools, we can educate. There's, there's two things that I have learned in sports, because I was formerly a sportsman, that discipline and education, wherever it's coming from, in my case, YouTube, school, wherever. Once you have those two things, you can conquer so much. So, so much. So if we can educate persons more, because I don't know how much this show is going to do. To be very honest, we don't know how far this route is going to go. But something like that would be very, very helpful because, like I said, if you can educate someone from young, instead of they coming on the streets and be like, yeah, somebody can give them the ring of roses. Yeah, yo, I don't know, man. And, uh, this is first mistake. Imagine you had a savings. You possibly was doing a chess competition in school and you had some money, the government offering 300,000 land. And somebody can come and tell you, listen, give me 500 and get it tomorrow. You saving your whole school life for this money. You don't even, when your parents tell you, go Barbie, so the school trip, you said, no, I want to save the money. And your first action to use this cash, you get around. Get around. Mm. Tough. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> All right, so if you're now tuning in, we 
live on Common Sense and we're discussing the entire process of building your home and the real estate uh, industry. And at this point, we want to shift the conversation to, uh, I'm going to ask directly this question to Cohen about the uh, formation of the plan uh, and the process that has to go through you now to get approval. Um, could you share about the entire process? When do you actually, because I've heard instances whereby uh, uh, persons get the they collect the plan, go in for the um, for the loan. They don't get the amount they wanted. Exchange the plan. How exactly do you go about that entire process? And after you get the plan, where do you need to go now to get it approved, or can you just start construction? All right, Tom. Um, well, we start construction without a plan. I don't know why they do it. I don't know how they deal with it. But <laughs> um, if if you 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 doing construction, or you plan on on building your own home. But there are some things, there are some prerequisites before you even have the plan. One, you must have a proof of ownership, as Stefan mentioned before, title, deed of gift, transport, lease, anything that shows ownership. You might not be the, the owner of, of the property, you might be uh, probably an offspring, or you might be the son of, or you're probably a father place or something. You might need proof of ownership or something in writing that says that he has no objection or he, whoever owns the place has no objection for you constructing or, or doing anything, right? I wouldn't necessarily ask you for that, but that is necessary in terms of getting the plan approved, right? Now, in terms of after the, the plan has, has been um, completed, you need to take the plan to a, mun a municipality, which might be either um, City Hall, if it's a, a if it's in town, or, or, in, or any town, it's, it's usually City Council that deals with the approval. Right. If it's in the, the, the region areas, let's say on East Bank or East Coast, then you would have to go to your respective NDCs. The neighborhood democratic council, then they would they would receive the plan. If the if the land has outstanding taxes, they would they, they would um, ask you to clear up those taxes before they even see your plan. <laughs> right. Now after 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 that, the plan goes through a, a vetting process in which the Environmental health officer would then review the plan. They would then check to see that the plan is built according to the regulation. You have necessary setbacks. You have adequate ventilation. The, the plan is has the plan has necessary construction elements that would show that there won't be any damages and, and any loss of life or anything, any injury. Because some plans, you, you can look at a plan and know that this plan would not be could not be constructed as it is. After you, after you, after after then the plan goes to the, the the board. The NDC has their own their own council meeting. It goes to that board. That board would then, based on the recommendation that the the, the environmental officer gave, because they can reject the plan as well, so they can send it back for you to just correct whatever whatever is there. And if, if it goes through the process, it makes it to the the board. They would then approve that plan, all right? And then you'll be able to come receive the plan and take it to wherever else you want to take it you might you might, you might need funding from a bank or, or something because the bank would not accept a plan unless it's it's an approved plan mm -hmm. all right so you can just take a plan to the bank and have them the bank would check for necessary approval now if it is that your plan is a commercial plan or an industrial plan it it leaves the the um neighborhood democratic council and it goes to the central housing and planning authority because they would have to to vet it again because for some areas, right, based on the nature of the business, if you if you have a bar or something, some areas they, they don't allow that 
kind of basis in, in those areas. So the central the power would then vet it, ensure that it is constructed or you have the necessary pass or approval to construct whatever nature of basin you have. Then they would then take it to their board as well. And then if it's if it's approved, they send it back. If it's not approved, they reject it. And the, the, the process in terms of um, central housing, the process is a lengthy process because you know plants come from the entire country. Plants come from region 10, region 5, region 4. Right, so that process is, is much longer than uh, the, the original area because on, on, on a whole, if it's just an NDC, you might see probably 100 plants at, at the end of a month. But central housing, they might see 10,000. Right, so that process takes a, a longer time. But after the approval, then you can proceed to take it to wherever you decide to get funding from, whether it's a commercial bank or some agency. Right, they would, they, they would most likely would check to see if you have the necessary approval. After then, you can then proceed to a contractor. And um, I don't know if that's part of your program. I don't want to um, go farther than, than this. But, after, but, then, <laughs> but, but then the contract would then be able to build based on the, on the approved plan. Many, many persons have spoken about terrible experiences with contractors. Uh, I think even when I posted this flyer, somebody made a comment about uh, some difficulties they had constructing a home. Contractors' prices changed every day. Uh, they were in discipline and a bunch of issues. Now, for a first-time home builder, uh, how do they go about and what are some qualities or factors that they should consider when now selecting a contractor if they want to go down that route? Well, um, I know Enzo, he's, yeah, he's had several contractors, but <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, I um I, I for me right it's it's very difficult to find people that are that are honest in any in any business or any in any facet of, of, of life right you, you might jump in a car a taxi you you're not even sure if this man is a rapist or anything you you gotta trust that person but you still gotta be smart right if, if you're looking for someone to build you remember your home right it's a, it's a lifetime investment. Right, you, 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 you first need to be patient. You can't just have somebody say, "Hey, it's my other contract. You build two, three houses. You could build your house for you." Guess you understand? Exactly. Like exactly like <laughs> Listen, you don't even. You gotta be exactly. patient. <laughs> you don't walk through people. You don't walk through people's house. You got come by this house and show up. Exactly. Yeah. Show up there. You got even my say, "This my build house for me." Oh, open your doors. I walk around you whole house. Open every door. It shouldn't be like that, right? Mm. You are spending money that you've worked for, I hope, right? Money that you've worked for, that you've earned, right? If even you're spending a dollar on 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 con on e e construction, it, it must mean something to you, right? You must have value for your money. Now, what that means, right, is that you should vet these contractors, right? Go through the process with them because if they're not patient with you for you to review their work, all right, then don't have them as, as your contractor because they have to build your house for you. You, you got to have it the way that you want it. And most times you see contractors, they want to tell you what you should do, right? How you should build your house. And it's good to have advice, but they should be able, right, to advise you to say what's best for you so that you don't lose your money. So when you're looking for a contractor now, right, ensure that they have done work before ensure that they have at least five references I would recommend. Persons that live in houses that they would have built, 
and ensure that you go on sites, right? And you actually have a visual impression of the work that they're doing. And based on, on your, your interaction with them, right? If it's, if it's a bit too off, take a step back. If they seem a bit too sketchy, right? They don't answer in the, they're not answering the phone or, or, or they tell you you're going to meet you at one place and then they come with some excuse. Those are things you got to look for, right? Because you, again, you're spending your money. You got to have value for your money and you got to, and you got to be, be honest with yourself knowing that, listen, man, it's my little too sketchy, mm, right? Process. Exactly. Be, be honest with yourself and then... The patient process. You might be more looking a little too sketchy while you're, you're giving me your money. Mm. You understand? Hey, one bill, quick. <laughs> I, just to add to this, right? Um, contractors is a very important, very, very, very important aspect of this entire thing. What I would advise to do, again, um, hire, pay somebody for a professional opinion when it comes to a contract. I agree. So I agree. we have an issue in Ghana whereby we like people to show up without a fee. Mm. Firstly, to me, if you're going to hire someone, say, so listen, I need a consultation on a new building I would like to do. However, I'm paying you, even if it's a $5,000 fee. I don't know if you have one, but this is your fee to come. It's the first step to me. The thing is, automatically right there, that contract is going to respect you. That's one. Now, I would also say to have at least three. Go through everything with each one of those contractors, list by list. And yes, of course, have a list because you can get ring of roses and you don't want that. So having said that, you also, I would always recommend that when you do get that plan or those estimates, from your various persons, compare them. Mm -hmm. Take a day, a simple day. Pick up your phone, call Cafours, call National Harbor, find out if there's a price for a sack of cement. Find out how much stone is really sell for, in at low times and in the high times. Go around to everybody, even if you need to want to having to do it yourself, no problem. Then some persons don't have the time entirely, but again, you can also go to an independent construction firm and say, listen, I have an estimate that a local contractor gave to me and can you review to tell me if he's making sense? Mm -hmm. Some people like Nabi and all of them, they, you can just go with the plan. You don't even have to ask them to build it for you. Mm -hmm. So listen, yeah. I have a plan here. This is the plan and this is the estimates I, work, I was given. Do you really think that this is going to work? Mm -hmm. Then there's also an estimation that banks go by per square footage mm -hmm. on how much they think that this land is going to cost. So let's say a contractor give you a plan for 40% less than what the bank say can be. Nope. <laughs> no. Because what a contractor usually does, they lowball in the, yes, so the estimate to draw you in and then blow you up. So what I would always advise, whatever estimate you receive from a contractor, add 30%. Minimum. If you could go 50, it's better. But have, keep, even if you don't have the physical cash, ensure the back of your mind that there's a possibility here that this person is drawing me in. Listen, that's business. And I really can't blame a contractor too much of that because it's just like somebody want to sell something for 500, they tell you $499.99. It's the same thing. They're not going to give you a bad cent. 
right? However, that's to draw you in. And I understand that many contractors do so because they feel the need to mislead the customer in some way to get the job from them. But like I said, choose more than one contractor, even if you can, if you have the resources, take it to a professional engineering company to have them review it because those engineering companies are doing this already. Whether they're doing it via tenders, wherever they have sheets upon sheets upon spreadsheets that they can give you numbers like, and that's all you need. You need to be able to secure yourself mentally because listen, building a home is very mentally frustrating. Imagine every day you go and you see somebody lying down in a hammock and eat your house. <laughs> and he tell you that he just, he just lying down a little bit. And then he's supposed to finish work five o'clock by four thirty, washing off his hand. <laughs> he taking more long to wash off his hand than when he was doing the compost. Taking half hour to wash off his hand. Yeah, half an hour he said. And then they can tell you, oh, oh right, but it was a good thing. I remember when I was building in Providence, you used to tell me, we can't left after four thirty because of the traffic. I said, sir, that happened to me. <laughs> I said, what you need to do? Let us create a plan. Well, I'm a business person, and I like everybody to grow. So I have a rule. You, you complain about transportation, let me go to Jailin. You buy everybody on motorbike and you come out your salary every month. <laughs> so you can't come and tell me you got transportation issues. Because if you want us to be a team, we cannot, if I'm to take your job to build your house to match you, you working hard, so hard to give me this money to build this house. And I over in 4.30 from work. By the time I reach to me, walk side, me walk side, clean. Nobody at work. When a homeowner or a to-be homeowner visits a site and they see people working, they just go and borrow money. You know how nice it is. There's more money for the contractor, but you don't know that. It gives them security too. It's meant to feel so nice, just go home and sleep. Yes, a contractor don't notice that if the customer is just even mentally happy, they don't even need to be there, how faster that job goes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's important, two things you said, really think is important. The last part in which, even though you're paying a contractor, you still gotta go and check your site, you know. You gotta ensure that, uh, again, you're getting value for your money. Common sense, you gotta use your common sense. Ensure you're getting your value for money. The other thing is too, right? When you would have already selected a contractor, even before you select a contractor, ensure you have everything in writing. Yeah. Right? If you gotta pay a lawyer, don't, don't be afraid to pay a lawyer to draft up a, a contract because it's a contract you have to have a, a legal binding contract between this person that, listen, if this estimate is $50 million, right? We're going to work at $50 million. Because in an estimate, there are contingencies, right? Or we call miscellaneous, right? Miscellaneous should be a percentage of the, the total material and labor cost, right? Which should cater for any discrepancies or any, any, any changes to, to whatever you, you plan on doing. Because you, you might plan on buying five bulbs, might end up buying six, right? So when you have a, 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 a contract, a written contract, if that contractor is not willing to sign on to that contract, then yeah, don't take him to... Yeah. yeah. So just don't to, 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 just to, to mention this, right? Um, the contract aspect is very important. However, that's why I would have recommended early in our conversation to add 30%. Because also you can't blame a contractor for inflation, right? 
Now the 30%, most people who do contracts and estimates and stuff like that, it has a 10% miscellaneous. Yeah. Most, most of them. Why I'm saying 20? We're pretty much still in a pandemic even though we somewhat ignore it. Then Ghana also, since we're here, is also moving at 400% economy growth. We may not see it because not everyone is really out there. But that is an issue. Because sometimes I can tell you this, stone is come 9 o'clock in the morning, midday at 2, see it finish. If you got to go somewhere else, you might pay 12,000 per ton when you would have paid 9,000 or 2, see. But guess what? You already already the ransom tomorrow. You already got your workers. The weather looking good tomorrow. You can't cancel. You got to pay the 12,000 just to get your work done. So I'm saying 10% to me is too little because Ghana is no longer in the place that it was before. You can't just walk in a store in Ghana when it comes to construction material and say I can buy everything in one place. No. The containers come today and somebody's collect the whole container just for do one building. Guyana is growing. Infrastructure is our next major, major, major improvement. Look how many new roads we have, highways. The average person in Guyana owns their own home. As I'm, I'm actually proud to say that. The average person, look, you have diamond housing scheme. You have schooner. You have these areas that would have become so populated. Imagine, that's why we have, obviously, the confusion in the mornings and the evenings on the East Bank and so forth because so much persons were so delighted to know I could own my own home right. and they would have been contented with the issues of traffic just to show how important it is to be in my own home right so I'm saying like that 30% is very very essential if you can raise if you can afford it to put aside even more than 30%, I can guarantee you will have a proper home from start to finish. No, but you still shouldn't, um, I, I hear what you're saying, right? But 30% is a lot of money. If if you have, and, and I think about inflate, in, inflating the, the estimate that you already provided. I'm not saying maybe because well, things, are, are, things are not the same when you start from the force of construction yeah. to the last oh, yeah. day, okay. all right? Construction price go up, as well as material costs go up. But if, if, if you have $20 million in your house and you, you, you decide that's $20 million you're going to spend, all right? And then you, you inflate the cost by 10% now, so you end up paying what? $22 million, all right? And then you go up at another 10%, you end up paying $24 million, then $26 million. That's an extra $6 million coming out of your pocket now, all right? And for some people, it's nothing because they already prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. But for the average homeowner, all right, the extra $6 million, they might have it to furnish the house, True. you understand, to, to, to do the gate, right, so to do something. So what, I'm, no, no, what I'm saying, right, is that you, well, you, even though you're catering for the prices to be inflated, I don't think the term is, is a bit too high for me personally, because I plan on spending $30 million on my house. And to know that I spend an, an extra 30, and my, my, my estimate is going to be inflated by an extra 30 million, mm -hmm. by an extra 30%. It's going to be difficult on me if I already have plans or, or if we are already agreed to a particular price and those and the contingency also have a particular price. All right. So you don't necessarily have to spend the 30%. The 30% is just a, yeah, it's just a, yes. it's just a, it's just a yeah. security for you. Because listen, I know of people, right? They had an estimate. The house down the middle only have a toilet. 
What the bedroom? The bedroom don't have doors. They just put a blind because the contractor spend any money. These listen. I have first hand experience with these things, and also let me give you a, a sweet part that nobody don't talk about. When your house start building and looking nice, your taste has become expensive. Not as far as this right? Listen, you you how you estimate you to put this as normal scope light. All of a sudden, you see a nice chandelier you like. You can't do it, but then you can't really contract it. No, no, I'm just saying, but it all comes back to it. All comes back to that same thirty percent. Whether your taste becomes expensive, or if the the contractor needs more funds to provide to your needs, because let me tell you something, another part which nobody don't really talk about. Ninety percent of all lands given by the current government is in no shape to build. I know there was a part of the, the program. I wanted to speak, to speak on that same thing it as well. No shape to build. Because I actually own a land and I've never seen it before. <laughs> you understand? I've never it seen it. It is in no shape to build. The money, <laughs> most, most contractors do not do or do not put a clearing fee in them. Mm. They give you a building fee. Mm. The yeah, first yeah. day, imagine the first day you go, you don't even know there's supposed to have what you call. This guy would come and put on the pickets to mark up your, your, your land, right? Okay, and yeah. then your contractor will come and do out your building, whatever, whatever. However, 90% of the time, there's so much a bush on your land or a flood. And then when they knock you out of 500,000 now for clear it? It may be more. What? Clear it and like sand fill it. Yeah. What? So right away, there's your 10% finish. You ain't even start. <laughs> this is my personal yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, yeah. When I've seen these things, I said, man, how do I just pay so much money for this land? It goes back and to what you were saying about hiring a professional because these yeah. things you won't know as a first-time home buyer. So definitely getting a professional because they've seen <laughs> it all. Come and hire Enzo. Hey, <laughs> buy this land here, chap. I see you on this show. Come help me with it. No, it's very yeah. important to know everything you're getting in yourself to because I like a seeing. Once you start it, consider it finished, yeah. which is a very good mentality to go into anything that you're doing, whether you're building a home, business, life, whatever it is. However, just having a little backup. I mean, it's like we're all men here. I think it's why we all want a wife, you know, for a backup. We just need, we cannot be in everything alone. Life is designed for two, for everything, literally. We have good and bad, male and female, different type of speed. Everything is basically in two. Yeah, you understand? That's how it is. There's support in everything. That's why there's two. You have asked yourself, why is somebody not three parents? I mean, people have three parents, but it's really two. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I would just always recommend, you know, putting aside as much as you could. So, so even, even though, you must have your own contingency. Yeah. yeah. Right? Have your, even if it's not it in the contract, sense, even if right. it's not in the contract, you you know your grandmother used to get a little pocket change always. Mm, mm. You know I grew up with my yeah, grandma. She sense. always to always have this little extra money. <laughs> she said, "Listen, she ain't give you no money. Hold a fine piece." <laughs> you always know you get somebody you could get this little backup from. Yeah. And talking about uh, couples, couples also can qualify faster for a loan, a land if they go together. More foreign couples. Once they have a multiple income, I don't think a lot of people know this, 
but it's very important. Don't feel scared. You can go with your partner to approach every aspect of the system of a building, uh, ownership, mortgages, everything. You can go as a couple. You don't necessarily have to tug it out alone. <laughs> All right? Yeah. I think that's an important point. I think we, when I had an earlier session with couples, we, we touched it. Um, but it's always easier to build when you have that support system. And it's also easy in your pocket if you have uh, two incomes trying to uh, tackle the issue. Now, recently, I've seen a few debates concerning uh, whether somebody should go to the bank to get a mortgage to build or thug it out from their personal expenses. In Guyana, <laughs> a lot of persons are <coughs> risk averse. As soon as they hear mortgage debt, negative things just come to their mind. Um, because of probably whatever you would have learned during our childhood days, or I don't know why, but we have a general risk averse society. In, in your personal views, what would you advise somebody who is um, now thinking about buying their or building their first home? Should they go to the bank, get a mortgage, or should they step by step, piece by piece, build from their own pocket? Considering also some of the factors that you've mentioned, inflation, uh, whether the, the value of that investment if you're going through your pocket, uh, because of inflation, might very well end up being similar to the interest that you pay on a mortgage. Uh, what is your personal view on, on that entire discussion? So, that's a very good discussion, by the way. Um, I think some persons are able to do it on their own. But here's what is the issue here, Matthew. The bank. <laughs> People love the bank, you know. <laughs> but then they're asking for your DNA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is what is pushing customers away. And I honestly, I wish, I hope somebody is from the bank listening to this uh, program right now. You can't ask me for my DNA and expect me to want to come back. All right? Then the information today is be a list. Yeah. The first day. Yeah. Then you come back, this ask for that certificate of your cat. Yeah, actually, that's that. <laughs> Um, they don't want to know when your, your, your daughter cabbage patch doll that you buy for she when she was five. Well, they had a signature. What was the signature? Mm -hmm. You need to make this process of getting a loan well, simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that people want to use their own money. They just don't able with this frustration that the bank, every time you go to the bank, they need a new document. Sometimes, to be very honest, misinformation is the reason why people want to tug it out and just yeah. go through the pocket. Yeah. It's not the bank is wrong. The bank might give their, their loan officer a list of requirements. Uh -huh. Then, I can tell you what the bank is, the, the loan officer. They take off what they think you should bring. Then when they got this information now, they can call you back the next day and say, Oh, you was to get this one. <laughs> Some people lose a job going to a bank and going to central housing. Because they spend three, four days at this one place and they get no progress. This, this simple idea here, if you really, if they really want Guyanese people to own their own home, yeah. make it more simple. Then, 
Why is it with the fastest growing economy in the whole world, we got the highest interest rates? Yeah, that was why as a that was a, a big man there. We were, we, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say that though. I was we gonna say that. Yeah. No, what I would always advise, which is a financial part of it, give me an interest rate based on my salary. So fine, the government like to come and say, listen, we can't afford to raise your um, your salary. No problem, that's fine by me. Now, I love an initiative that he just did. I think there's no longer VAT on cement, okay. right? That's an amazing, amazing thing. Now, we'll, I mean, it's not a whole lot of money coming off, but it's something that can go to something else. Now, with the interest rates and stuff like that, let's say I'm earning $8,000 a month. Now, Central Housing is selling me a property, a land for $300,000. Let's say the 50 by 100. Obviously, I have a family to support, so all of my money can't go directly into that. They should have a, a system or like a spreadsheet that they can calculate a formula based on your salary. So if I'm earning 80000 maybe my percentage should only be 2% interest. Yeah. If I'm earning 200000 maybe my percentage could going to be 5%. And as you earn more, think that way, the banks will have customers they don't even have money to give. Because that now encouraged me. It means like me being when I'm a small man, a middle man, a rich man, I have a place and I have an option. All everybody wants when it comes to home ownership is having the option to own the home. You understand? And having that system becoming what we call consumer friendly. I wouldn't lie to you, our system is not consumer friendly. To add um, a lot to there, I got to defend the banks a little bit. So Guyana has um, one of the highest non-repayment issues with persons who are buying and the interest rates um, reflect on that. But the demo could be low, sorry. It, it definitely could be lower, much lower <laughs> than, it, than it currently is. The issues that we have with the banks is a, a lot of these guys are robotic. They, they you, you go there, you don't feel welcome. First, you gotta wait two, three hours. Or if you go to a certain bank, that now has a, an appointment system. You gotta wait a week for an appointment. That don't happen. They don't call. And if you gotta go back into the bank, wait on them. Remind them. Remind them of the appointment they set. Right. And, and then they give you this two-page document. You gotta bring in. And they don't, as Enzo said, they they're not welcoming. Right. They will give you a document. Sit there in this robotic, and they will read it out. And you you you. You're meeting with a stranger mm -hmm. and you're literally giving them personal information about your life, your finances, your job, your expenses. And they're sitting there in this nonchalant um, way that they generally operate and they turn around and say, oh, you got to write a life insurance. And, and they, some can be very dismissive to you. Oh, my gosh. You got to write a, uh, you got to do a life insurance and yeah. business beneficiary. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got literally sign over my life. You say, if I die. It's not my wife. It's not my kids. It's you. Yeah. Right? And it's if that's the policy, that's the policy. But there must be ways that you can, you know, change this persona and make it a little bit more welcoming or, or explanatory so people can feel safer or, or eager to, to want to approach your bank. And then the process in time. You call agent, 
you find a land for you, I find a house for you. <laughs> you begin negotiation. Even if you go and get pre-approved by the bank, you're pre-approved for $20 million. And you submit and you say, I find this land and so on, buy this land for you, go and buy this land for you. 20 million, you want to get 18. And you go to the bank, you got to wait four weeks. More. Minimum. And it's already pre approved. Very nice. For them to say, all right, good. For them just to say, we can get any money, you know, they got to sign the paperwork. You feel them out, 18 million dollars waiting. Run the next one, come with cash and gun. Can't eat your dinner. But that's what we have to do. It's not. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. If it's more friendly and it's more approachable, more persons would go to it, to be very honest. That's why you have that issue what you mentioned, where people put in down money to hold it. Mm-hmm. Hold a three hundred thousand dollar. Hold this five hundred thousand till I get this approval. Because they know the system. They know the system slow. So slow. It's everything pressure. Goes. It's pressure. You know. Um, here's a, a, a part that I always like to tell everyone. Ensure you go to a reputable insurance company for mm-hmm. fire. All right. I mean, this is something that we don't. We 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 try to polish it off in most times. Um, I don't know if the new uh, building plans need to have a sprinkler in your building, but I would always say, yeah, something like that. But what I would always say, to be fair, if you can as an own homer, ask your plumber just to run it if it's just one pipe in your kitchen. Mm. And if you can't afford it, I know a lot of plumbers here are not very versatile in doing the sprinkler system. If you can't do a sprinkler, fine, give them a handle just to turn on. No, but you should, you should get a, a promo with who knows to do that kind of stuff. If, if you ain't got to pay an extra, you got to pay the extra. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, even if you, like I said, remember now, it would always come back to the cost. Yeah, yeah. Right? So even if you could, you could just put in one pipe, mm-hmm. just a single one, and it can't be fancy, buy a regular shower here from the Chinese that got, that is just <laughs> open. It don't, it don't need to be fancy. Insurance, but you just need it remember that the insurance will only pay back for so much mm. and then you have to start all over so if you have that and you just run in the kitchen because you forget we're human beings things happen all right things happen no matter how you try to twist it and turn it it's going to happen at some point so have a reputable company don't i don't really recommend people to go through insurance brokers they got people that don't really they're not the insurance people they are brokerage of the insurance and they push you around so much i've had the personal experience on that and i always say listen just go where you're comfortable everything comes back to where you feel like you being a consumer that you're valued even if it's at the beginning of that conversation because menu that conversation is going to be had if something happens and if the beginning it ain't nice it's not going to be nice at the end and now guess what at this point you're not frustrated you're not now going into something entirely new. All right? So imagine being frustrated without a home and then the insurance person will tell you, oh, wait, when we, we, they, we inspect this building, it didn't pass the inspection, but we forgot to tell you. <laughs> as simple <laughs> as that song, just to tell you, your plan wasn't approved at some point. So technically, we can't give you this money for the insurance because your plan didn't even approve for this building properly. You still had a room that you never edit. But your house done built because you remember now, you as a homeowner, you just take a mortgage. Mm. You can't wait until the plan approved. You want to live in your house, you're paying rent. 
And then you go to the insurance and the insurance tell you, oh, the one room didn't approve. Men, sure that wherever you go to get insurance and these kind of things, you have detailed information. It's like I will be. Uh, this is not. This is like a bit off topic. But do you know that insurance companies in Ghana, your windscreen is not a part of your insurance. Yeah, there is a yeah, separate yeah. insurance for the windscreen. Windscreen insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah windscreen. I don't know if the windscreen not attached to the car. <laughs> That's a perfect example of how insurance companies work. So I'm saying, make sure that when you have that first initial conversation with that, you feel comfortable and you read every little detail how you're protected. Because with your own home, if you're not protected, because again, remember we have kids, this, that, something must happen. Even if it's a garage barn down, even if they give you back half, it's better than because starting over is never easy in every single aspect of our lives. One thing that I, since we're on insurance, um, in, in cases whereby contractors um, might be building and some negligence happens. Safety concerns. Yes. Um, are contractors, uh, are they, do they have some form of insurance or you most of them do not no but you're supposed to have or you're you should have, have you should have construction have. insurance so okay. each one of your workers you need to have the nis gre everything for them but what is the issue that we're having right now the only time somebody going to put on a high vest is into working for exxon if you tell uh, the same person who's going to work for exxon come by you and put on a high vest and I helmet you not putting it on. Because your name Exxon. Now we have a mental issue for safety here. <laughs> we think we just inferior. Like we just could do as we like and nothing's going to happen. Me personally, I'm not a contractor. I consider myself more of a developer. And I have three different types of safety boots. I would go to work if I'm doing a property and I have it in my vehicle. Even if I do a side visit, I go, it's something as simple as that. Now, what I would advise homeowners, if you are hiring a contractor, you put it in your contract that you need to take care of any incidents yeah, while you're doing your yeah. job. Because you cannot leave that on the customer now. The customer got to go and put somebody in a taxi, drop <laughs> them here, no. And I would always advise, even I'm also into logistics, I have a first aid kit. Mm in every vehicle, company vehicle. Something simple as that, you don't need to have a whole lot. Yeah. But as far as it is a minimum of $3,000 Guyanese, I think at an average pharmacy, have a first aid kit in the vehicle, mm -hmm. or tell you, put it as a requirement. Tell your contractor, Chief, if you don't have a present first aid kit, kit today, you can't work. If everybody not wearing at least a long boots, if they can't afford the safety boots, you can't work. Yeah. Because mind you, I am superstitious. I don't know about everybody. I don't want no bloodshed on my side. Me going to live, if something happened by place, when it did it, uh, me going to live there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to Guyanese are generally reactive instead of yeah. being proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're going to wait until the issue yeah. arises, then to put certain measures in place. You never know you need to say, people say stuff on the
Yeah, it's true. You don't have that force. But even if it's a long horse, you will be in a good place. Yeah. Because as simple as people don't think, guys have some very good long boots. Yeah, man. You understand? And like I said, a long boots is about 1500 to 3000 Even if you can't afford safety because a really good safety boot is 20000 plus. And most laborers are only paid around 25 US a day. Uh, the owner should uh, be under contract though. Like I, I, I don't think safety should be an option. Yeah. I, I don't think that <coughs> it should be if or or. It, it must be a requirement because the downtime on your construction should someone get injured is yeah. on you. Yeah. The bank wired up. No, but you, you as, a, as, as a person, you got to buy your own personal protective equipment as well. right? If you go into a site right, and you know that you're going up on a roof today, right? Why you can just go up on the roof and, and no harness, no no helmet, no you just going go up on, on the roof. Go on, listen. You gotta protect yourself. And I think it's right. Everybody think everybody think they're invincible until something happens. <laughs> yeah. A man might might be drinking and driving every day, every night he's drinking and driving. Nothing happened to you. See, he, 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 he floss and just continue yeah. until yeah. one time, right? Yeah. He, he gone, he, he knocked down somebody's child or something. So, so you gotta protect I yourself, this. I right? The... Before something happens. I can tell you something else, right? Seven years <laughs> might spend working on a site. Never had an injury, right? Never had an injury. And then one, just one day you go and break your foot or something. Imagine if, right, for, for the whole seven years you are wearing the, the portion protective equipment. And you want it. And you want it. And you want it, you don't wear it. It's when you go and get it. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a funny thing. Yeah. It's a funny thing. <laughs> No, but what um what is an issue that most persons have workers mm. majority of the uh, laborers that we have in Ghana are usually high school dropouts and most of them would turn up to work sites and um, sometimes they don't even have lunch money to be very honest yeah that's a fact so what that's I would always advise persons to do I mean it should not be their concern yes they should come with their own protective gear mm -hmm. but if you want to feel comfortable to know that things are doing well there. You know, I would have done it many times before. I went to different stores. I, some guys come, they don't even know anything. You know, I would buy them a hammer or this, that, that. It makes your work go faster. Exactly, yeah. because it's, it's a short long time again, because if, if, if you buy it for you them, them buy it. <laughs> you so can buy it for them. The thing is, yeah. they might not agree for you to take it out of the salary, mm -hmm. but just look at it as your property investment. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at it as, oh, I buy anything for workers. Don't look at it as a naive aspect like that. And they will also give you extra. Yeah. One or two days buy lunch. Yeah. You understand? Just do the listening because what they're doing for you is creating your future. But it goes back to what you said about the contract. You know, the owner should be on the contractor to protect his staff. You're hiring the contractor, and I agree with you 100% on that. Um, but you should also make sure that your contract outlines his responsibilities <laughs> yeah 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 right? safety and for him and his workers correct and what yeah. and what you're not liable for because you know they love to say well there's, there's you <laughs> there's a new there's a new gap there's a yeah. new problem there's a new problem <laughs> <laughs> okay i get back to glass to be out of job you know <laughs> contractor don't like sound like liability you know they, nope. don't, they don't like sound like nope. for anything quick, quick to be told but pull themselves out yourself with anyway. uh the this question is directed to you, Stefan. The real estate industry is growing exponentially. Um, and also, as a career option, 
I have some colleagues in, in the financial field that are interested in becoming real estate agents or when on that career line. What are some words of advice you would offer them uh, as they think about pursuing a career in, in real estate? Come on. Um, it's a great industry. You, you're connected with so much like minds. You get to meet, meet great guys in industries that are like yours, but different. Um, you get meet developers, home guys who are building your plans. Um, but what I love about the real estate brokerage industry is the freedom to operate on your terms. Um, if you, the reason that we went with Keller Williams, um, we were years on our own um, previous company, Real Estate Ghana, and um, we are, we were and still are the um, most following on social media in Ghana for real estate, exclusive real estate brokerage. And that's because, that's because we, our target market, the Guyanese, that feeling of assisting someone in acquiring a home is amazing. You right? see that smile. It's it's amazing. When you when you know that, let's say there's a signing today, you just want to take a drink for them. Exactly. <laughs> I have I have Even been to the to courts. I've just been feel. to the courts where where is we should pass our you know operations or our job. But been to the court, just see them sign over that transport, <laughs> right? And this run, hug your jump here because it's an amazing feeling, you know. You, and the industry is growing. I, 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 I recommend people if you're interested, come on. It, it's it's a great industry. Um, if you focus on that aspect, on satisfying your client, you you'll do very well. You'll do very well. Is there any certification that you have to um, have before you become fire? Um, at Keller Williams Ghana, we train all of our agents, but yes, um, in order to sell properties in Ghana, you, you are required to be licensed by the Ghana Revenue Authority, um, which we will assist, which we assist all of our, um, our brokerage is licensed and we assist our agents in doing so, but we provide everything for them, the technology, the systems, the sales training, um, it's, 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 it's an amazing industry. We're all in real estate here. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> so you'd never walk around. Just to add to what Stefan said, I think that anyone in finance, anyone, even if you have a million dollars and you want to invest in real estate in Ghana, go ahead. There's camera. I was explaining earlier. Infrastructure is our new major thing. You understand? Like the first thing we all do in anything we do is put on a foundation. All right, in our lives, that's how we go to school. So if you, even if, like I said, even if you have that land and you can't afford to do much with it at the moment, you know, acquire. Really, if you Google right now, how to be a millionaire, really stay there one to five. Definitely. In someone, I can't tell you if it's one to f or five or three, but, but the better. in the top five. The better, yeah. The things to do to be a millionaire, yeah. what to invest in, yeah. real estate is one, to fight somewhere along the line. Your asset will never depreciate. And that's why it's, it's, it's almost a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. And the current state of Ghana, I think we should not even be thinking twice. It should never be an if. You shouldn't be thinking twice. Yeah. The one of the safest investments 
should you follow the right ways that we would have discussed earlier in the program? <laughs> right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. It's one of your safest investments because yeah. every when I travel a lot lately, everyone is asking me what to do in Ghana, what to do in Ghana. We see Ghana is moving so quickly. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, I recommend real estate. Yeah. I even have my friends. I explain to all of them. I'm into apartments. I run these little vacations. And I advise every single one. I say, you get some money? Let me renovate downstairs by you. Let mm -hmm. me do this. Because it's something, even if you can't go and live there. They can if you get uh, 40,000 Guyanese per month for the, and you own your own home as a young person that can help pay your mortgage mm -hmm. or for your gas, your life. It's five thousand more than you get in last month. thousand that you didn't get <laughs> So you, even if you already own your own home, mm -hmm. I would always recommend, you know, reach out to Kwan, let Kwan give you a nice plan for a little apartment or, or a little area for your kids to play. You know, these simple things of, of, of actually pushing an agenda because a lot of persons inherit homes from their families and stuff like that and they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand? You reach out to a professional. You reach out to a professional. Yeah. They create a plan for you. And it can be, you don't, everything is not a tear though. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, uh, curb appeal for some buildings here are very amazing. You should mm -hmm. not tear mm -hmm. If you, I mean, we all have our own taste. But you can, you know, make it to your own liking and, and stuff like that to a point. But however, it also is a little cheaper sometimes to renovate versus tearing down. Let's say you would have outsourced the property privately, you know, and, and that's not so bad. But like I said, invest in real estate. Even if you're young and you, 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 your cousin, your grandma living by yourself, you have CPL coming up. Say, like, granny, we can make up this bed and we can rent it out. Airbnb. I want to make sure you give granny some money. Owning <laughs> <laughs> a property, owning a home in Ghana shouldn't be um, a conversation. It should be a how we can go about making this decision. There, <laughs> there is this. What is that? The best time to buy real, real estate was 10 years ago. The second best time yeah, is yeah, now. Yeah. No. You can't. It's true. If you know. Everyone can say, oh, the price is too high. What do you think it could be next yeah, year? Hello? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's, laughs> you got to make the decision now. So quickly. I would advise anyone to just jump on any opportunity, legal yeah, opportunity. That you can afford. <laughs> that you can afford. Right. And uh, just to touch on one, one thing as it relates to home building. Please, homeowners, if you're going to build a home, stop worrying about what the outside looks like. Your objective should be able to be comfortable inside. Hmm. Yes, your house on your main road and the girls walk by your office is driving for a walk. <laughs> if you don't have money to pay in the house inside, at least put in the toilet. Hmm. This is, I think this is a big problem a lot of homeowners do. They got a big fancy fence. And when you go inside the house, the bedroom and doors. The kitchen is tired. I use problems. They can't afford to drive the car you don't on the fence. <laughs> you understand? Focus on your home security of the home itself. 90% of all estimates that contractors give do not include a fence on a bridge. Mm -hmm. It's just for the building. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to be for the building, ensure that your building have lights, water, and full security for you and your family. Don't think about who can see and where you can talk about your conversation about your home should not be at work. 
Yes. It should be at home and you going to bed at night and feeling this sense of security and this sense of completion that you are in a comfortable space that you're able to afford at whatever cost that may be. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Some very important points and it goes back to having uh, priorities and not being influenced by uh, external forces in terms of how you spend your money because uh, like Golira said in the song, and I would always mention this, some people are rich and some people have rich looks, mm-hmm. right? Don't worry about the externals, fix the internals first and then you could always um, go back later and tackle the, um, the external aspect. Now, as we conclude the conversation, if there is any critical aspect about this process that I would have missed. Um, if you guys want to uh, mention something that I probably would have missed. The only thing I would advise is don't try to do it yourself on your first go. Not everybody could be lucky like Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> I um, learn from other people's mistakes, um, hire professionals, I, you, you can complain about the cost now, but you can complain way more later when you gotta when you gotta fix it twice. Um, there are people out there who offer services like Cohen. There are people out there who have experience like Enzo. Um, it don't hurt to jump on the phone and say, "You got five minutes next week. You got ten minutes this weekend. Let me get let me get beer. I need some assistance here. Please help me. This is what I'm trying to do. I guarantee it will make life easier for you." Now and later. Okay. Yeah, one. Yeah, for me, in, on the on the design aspect, right? I'm almost interested to design because these two guys they got more experience. Than <laughs> than <laughs> than still, but um, we can't do that. What we gonna do? As it comes Yeah, but as it comes to the um design aspect, right? If if you're building your own home, right, your home is a a representation of you. Mm. All right, you must have your characteristics. All right, when you you leave your workplace, you must want to to go home. You, you must not want to go to work. You you, you you don't want to leave your home to go anywhere, mm. because when you you built when you design this home, it's it's how you want it to be. Now, I'm trying to I'm saying all that to say that when you're in the design process, you, you should ensure that you get exactly what you want. Because after this house is completed, for you, for you to make certain changes, it might be difficult to impossible. Mm. So, and I know that there are certain things that you should consider your budget and whatever. And even when you're building, you might have certain things that, that you want to change. But in your mind, you, you must have certain basic things that you you want to you, you know you, you want a, a your big list, your list, your your list. exactly back come back to your list, list. right? List it it comes back to your list, which is, exactly yeah. right because a, a pl- it's why a plan is important, and a plan is not only a, a physical drawing. A plan is a, exactly start with with a list of the things that you want, right? And, uh, and with that being said, right after you you, you have what have completed your house and whatever. You must feel a sense of of achievement, mm. all right. And, and speaking on the house, I'm speaking that if you have an apartment or whatever. On speaking on your house specifically, your house must be a representation of who you are, and you must have characteristics based on the port, the kind of person that that you are. So when you go through the, the design process, ensure that you you speak 
I might not be the, the architect, but you go to the architect and show that they, they are patient because somebody might come for a plan, and I can tell you from personal experience, I've spent on one client, I can tell you now, she, she's at the back of my mind. I've spent a year working on her plan. Wow. Right? But for some persons, wow. right, I've done plan overnight for them. Yeah. Because they already know what, what they, they want. Yeah. Right? So imagine I'm going through a year making changes and whatever. And the thing is it, she's not even in the country. Right? So it, it's difficult to, 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 to discuss certain things with her. And I mean, she, she, she's very nice and friendly. But if you know what you want, it makes our work easier. Because we, we can only give you options based on how we understand it. Yeah. But I can't read your mind. I don't know the, the, the colors that you want. I don't know the certain things that, that you want. Right? So if, if you have it in mind, ensure that the, the, the architect or the designer is willing to sit with you and spend time with you to discuss the things that you want. And then when you go to the contractor, same thing. Ensure that you explain to them, this is what I want, what's the best or the, the most suitable way of going about getting exactly what I want. Because when you finish again, your house must be a complete representation of who you are. Absolutely. Closing <laughs> remarks. All right. Um, one thing I think I really want to touch up, don't cause a big contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a, no, I don't buy the hand of you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is somebody creating a future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's a mistake that a lot of homeowners make. And also, I mean, you can't question him on his decisions, but obviously, you chose him. He should be qualified to do his job, mm. and you should actually allow him to. Yeah. 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 I agree. If, if customers may have a disagreement yeah. or things are not going in the peace or time demand that they would like it to be, obviously, if you want the customer, go in the car. Mm. Do not show his workers that you have yeah, respect yeah, yeah. for him. Because then his workers will then feel they can disrespect the contractor. Then you leave in your whole work site in people that don't trust nobody <laughs> but themselves. <laughs> so I, I would just yeah. say in closing to be confident with your contractor. All right, be confident in him that he will be able to complete your job from start to finish. Secondly, approach your system. Whether you're going privately with Stefan or you're going the housing area, you're going to the court, approach it. As a Guyanese, I advise everyone to approach the idea of owning your own home. Yeah. Pretty much even before owning a car. Yeah. Approach the idea. Even if you can't do anything about it, have the idea. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good technique of a business person that I have, but I think it would work for anyone. Put it on a list and put in capital letters on your phone. If you get vexed, store it as your wallpaper. Mm. It can give you anxiety. <laughs> and just because you're constantly reminded about it, you can act. You can act. Yeah. Because I know a lot of us are not very proactive, and that's okay. But if we need to put little measures in place to make us act, it's good. I think it's something that we are ignoring, and Guyanese are not owning enough real estate in Guyana. And I think we really, really should. The resources are there. You can, like I said, Privately, you can go via uh, government, wherever one you want to go, approach the idea, and from there, we would have stated, I think 
we I don't think we miss any really steps yeah. uh, this evening. But like I said, um, Koan is doing designs. Uh, I'm a developer, and then we have Stefan doing the direct brokerage real estate of it. You can go on any one of our uh, websites, on our Facebook or Instagram pages. I'm sure any one of us are really open to having a phone call. Like Stefan would have rightly said, invite us to lunch. We like fancy food. <laughs> <laughs> we can give you free advice. Nothing is wrong. Correct, correct. We can come and give it to you, especially if you are doing it for the first time. Absolutely. Please just reach out. You know, um, mistakes in this type of area are not always easy to come back from. Yeah. Because, like I said, if it's your first time, that means that it's all of your money that you actually have. And it's not really good for you to make that wrong decision at the beginning of everything, you know? So, yeah, really in closing, these people, please approach the idea of owning real estate. Thank you very much, guys. I, um, as somebody who is also interested in soon becoming uh, a first-time homeowner, I, I must say that I've been educated and I think I have a way better understanding now of how I need to approach uh, certain aspects of uh, the entire process. I, I want to encourage Guyanese and reiterate what Enzo uh, just mentioned. Begin to think about owning your own home and also begin to take the necessary steps to have that idea and that thought uh, become a reality. Uh, owning your own home is also a mechanism that you can use to create generational wealth for your family. Uh, that's also an important thing that we need to develop in our community. So I want to encourage you guys to uh, seek out good mentors, seek out good advisors. Uh, this investment is one you can't afford to, to mess up. Uh, the first home, millions of dollars that you work hard for. You don't want to just throw it down the drain and then have to restart. Go through back all of those years of blood and sweat and tears. And you know, you mess it up. So ensure that you get all the necessary education. And as far as possible, please share this live stream with other young people, friends and family so that all Guyanese can benefit from uh, the education that we would have been privy to this evening. I want to encourage you guys to tune back next week for another episode of Common Sense. And don't forget to, uh, you can purchase some Common Sense merch. We have a new uh, line of merch that will be released uh, in, on Saturday. Some new hoodies, some new sweatshirts, some new jerseys. Uh, you can get those at OMOYU. It's located at Tower Street on Main Street. And uh, just want to encourage you guys to have a wonderful rest of the evening. And don't forget to use your common sense.